Firearms Manufacturing in Alkenstar. Though manufacturing only one small arms weapon a day and five siege weapons a year, one would think this massive facility highly inefficient of considering its size and 12-hour workday. In fact, the gunworks, located inside the mana wastes outside of Alkenstar, is capable of a much higher rate of production, but maintains a slow schedule to keep the market price of the weapons artificially high by limited supply. This conservative approach also helps ensure the small nation's safety, as it is estimated that Alkenstar keeps over 90% of the weapons they manufacture, making it only one of the most heavily defended kingdoms in the NFC region. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting, very, very exciting episode of the All Guns, No Glory podcast. We are in book one of Pathfinder's second edition, The Outlaws of Elkenstar Adventure Path, three books. And we find ourselves waking up one fine morning in something that smells worse than the slums. You find yourselves waking inside the Wailing Scrapyard. But not to singing birds, not to this odors that you probably lost a lot of your sleep to. No, gentlemen, the sound of a bullhorn rips through the dawn morning, rising you from your tents. You see your hosts are just as perplexed as goblins mull about the camp, all looking around, trying to find the source of this echoing, bellowing noise. It happens again and all eyes turn up, flying extremely low over the whaling scrapyard. An airship has descended and not landed, but as we marvel at its, nope, no, it's not coming down. It's not going up. It's not going away, but damn, that's awful close. A harpoon line zips down and thocks and anchors heavily into the scrap pile, not 30 feet from your position. Nailed it! And then sliding down on some sort of grapple pulley, a brake mechanism sparking like mad. And he seems to have a small green goblin attached to his chest, sort of riding baby style, screaming its head off. Some of the goblins Hold look- on, little buddy! <laughs> Some of the goblins look up and say, look, it's Puggy. These two zip down the line and just before they would smash into a whole bunch of doctor's tetanus shots later, the man releases, swirls out his cloak for a drop umbrella, you know, Batman stop air brake last second, hits the ground, does an amazing tuck and roll acrobatics check. And comes up, 10, and comes up in a perfect 
like T-pose and then falls flat on his face as he tries to release the goblin who actually lands on his feet but immediately starts retching. <laughs> Let me just dust myself off. Welcome, Matt Spiegler. Not out of the bag, <laughs> but a brand new character. New Matt, character, y'all. Would you bring the mic in a bit, sir, so we get less echo, and would you please describe your character and perhaps the reason of the background? So I am playing a champion, human, uh, a champion of Bree, the clockwork goddess. Uh, I'm like average build, average height. Uh, I'm bald and I have a cog tattoo that like cir- goes like across my face over my head and back around again. <laughs> face tattoo. Oh. Only it's not cool. It's not gross. It's cool. Yeah. And then I'm wearing like a breastplate with like purple undergarments. And the cloak. Yeah. With like the. And weapon and armaments of choice. Are they. Yeah. I also have a steel shield and a long sword sheathed on my side. Okay. Shield is on my back. Any sort of heraldry or symbolism besides. Does that actually a holy symbol? On the breastplate. On the breastplate itself. It has like the symbol of Brie in the center. And what is the symbol of Brie? I'll get back to you on that. I, I believe it's the mask that you have behind you. It is. It's sort of a white porcelain with brass inlaid, so it's almost like the. It's like engraved on the. Yeah. On the breastplate. It's kind of like someone's version of a steampunk android. The black face. More like, like on the upper right chest quarter, not like in the center. Kind of like not fully huge. It's like a small. Yeah, Yeah. you know. Yeah, where FedEx goes. (laughs) And it's on the shield. It's on the shield as well. Okay. Picking himself up from the luckily not too dangerous landing but not exactly impressive landing uh charwin took fume approaches you and says oh hi yeah uh, tuck fine <laughs> tuck fine <laughs> <laughs> were you being a dick so, were you refusing to answer answer because i screwed up your name <laughs> no, I just yeah. No, I that's almost hero point worthy, man. <laughs> I didn't think you were talking about me because you did. <laughs> Character's so new. Yes. So Sorry. Spiegler rejoice. approaches you <laughs> wearing a rejoice. Two-two. All Tuck Fam is here. Breeze light shines upon you today. Oh, uh, who's this? Goblins Dude. start clapping. <laughs> anybody? Nobody? Anybody know a Tuke? Is that you, Char, trying to act all incognito? He knows my name. Of course I know you. Char, you are a little weird guy, aren't you? (laughs) Maybe. After witnessing... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, not. Because I will help you all get to the end of your your quest without any more setbacks because I've heard y'all have had a hard time of it you guys distinctly see him turn to Charwin cover his mouth and silently mouth the words what's our quest we're getting paid a tiny little trumpet fanfare and a pavilion tent flap is revealed and Lord Glass reveals himself and once you see a little, go- well, an older goblin uh, wearing a trench coat 
completely studded in brilliant shards of glass. He demands to know what the ruckus is, and then when he sees that more mercantile, you know, companions have joined and no one's outwardly fighting, he seems pleased. Well! Yes, rise and shine. Yes, yes. Well then, you have rested, you have eaten, and you have healed. So, how about you honor our agreement and rid our tribe of the gnolls, yes? And he holds his hands up to snap those fingers. You know what comes next. You don't want the megaphone. Hey, uh, guys, just wondering, um, where's our cat friend gone? Like, I know I only met you guys yesterday, but we gotta get on this quest and we're missing people. Well, Who's you this must, new guy? You must understand, Atticus. Sometimes he just goes off on his own thing. I'm sure he'll be around. I'm not sure about this new guy yet. You're telling me I made that all that grand entrance and not even all of y'all are here? We really are going to need some more money, aren't we, Char? Money? Oh, what? No, you stole that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Good. The money's safe, right? Yeah. yeah. Bree, Bree watches over it from her high, high apostle. He tithed it. Gave it to the church. And I bet you that airship was not expensive. Do you know how much it would cost for them to pay off for it to come this low? Like, even in a... Uh, I don't even want to get into the cost. But you know what? It's fine. Ignorance is bliss, I'm sure. Um, so, um, gentlemen, we ask the goblins, we search around, where is Mr. Smokefer? Yeah, which way to these knolls? Wait, Apparently they're man down. We are looking for our, our cab friend. You weren't even here, but you could take us. I, I don't even know these people. I only met him yesterday. Well, I Put say... My arm around Pilo. We're best friends. Yeah, we, we came in together. I like you so far. I can understand what you're saying. Anyways, um, the cat guy. I didn't even get his name. What was his name again? They're missing a cat folk. There's another human. There's Charwin, and then there is a talking skeleton draped in clothes wearing chaps and a big sombrero-type hat. This is your party now. (laughs) This is your life now, Took. I I hold no prejudices against any and all beings of this beautiful plane of existence. As, As long as they fuel the mother invention, it's all good, right? So anybody see um, where the cat guy went? Anyone have any ideas? Or are we just going to forget it and he'll find us later? The goblins produce a note and says, it does say... Who can read? Yeah. <laughs> Who can read comment? No? No one? No, we're mercenaries. Why not? We're speaking the language of bullets. What? Uh, I'm pretty question. sure common is free to all characters. It's not. It may not be your first language, but... yeah. I got a negative one to intelligence. That's uh, fine. <laughs> Abilities. The goblins sure. find a note, start waving it around. You guys not oh. you guys all start passing it off or whatever. He gives it to Lord Glass. <clears throat> Dear friends, please forgive my absence this evening. It does not sit right with me that we left Carissa behind. I hope to expedite 
intricately her escape. Oh, he likes big words, doesn't he? <laughs> and henceforth, we'll return to you on the morrow, hopefully with her carcass in tow. PC, I kept the money and the bag and the bodies for safekeeping. Is that wrong? Your friend, Atticus Smokefer. Atticus. I didn't even know his name. Now I know. Atticus. I knew we were his friends. You're going to have to trust him because he took your loot. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to spend the money. Yeah, sounds as all if y'all were duped. Sounds as though if y'all were duped. Who asked you anyway, fine? A partner would never spend money. You're right. I got no. Uh, I got no right speaking about your business. Let's uh, let's find these knolls though. Like, point me in the direction. I want to swing my sword a bit. You right. Glass points. <laughs> Glass points east. Just on the other side of the crane, uh, through the big um, puddle of uh, rusted sewage waste, and beyond. Look for the airship in the center of the scrapyard. And they're on the other side of it because they trapped them on that side, apparently. Now go! He says. And then he holds the pose until you actually leave because there's nothing else for him to do. <laughs> well, three of us here are newbies. Um, you, the, the guy. Um, okay, the one who's not a newbie. Why don't you lead the way because you kind of know what you're doing. We'll, we'll follow suit. I think he's nominating Gauze, our barbarian, to take point. But, you know, tanky. I don't know any names here, here, but... Yeah. I know Char. I know Tuck. I know Atticus, because he just... He's not here. I don't know who you are. We have... (laughs) We have a... Actually, uh, Pilo has yet to reveal... He's some sort of occult caster, but he has yet to reveal what he actually does for... I want (laughs) to say a living, but I don't think that suits you. No. For a living, I just stayed under a pile of crap for the last (laughs) many years. There's not much of a living. All right. Mr. Fine, do you have some skills? Well, I'm not useless, but uh, we'll see how it goes when we get to some knolls. I haven't seen a knoll. Not not you, Pilo. I know you got some skills because you talk a lot. Mr. Fine. Yeah, no, sorry. I was uh, was a tad distracted by old Rattlebones over there. Okay, I'm, I'm confused. Say your name, Spiegler. Tuck Fime. Tuck Fime. And, and we keep did... calling you Tuck Fume. Okay. No, um, <laughs> Corey, Corey did say Fime. He said my last put, name. Put a C in your name or I'm going to call you Tuck for the rest of your days, dude. It's a Canadian thing. <laughs> oh, oh, like... My. Uh, I know, I know. It's But it's spelled... Well, do you want to be called Tuck or you want to be Tuck? I like Tuck, really. I was but... trying to do, you know, like fantasy spelling. I know, that's what I'm saying. I get it, but... I'm sorry. So, back to your skills. My skills. Do you have skills. By by, her grace, Bree, she has blessed well, me with 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 great strength to wield my blade, and I can stand in front of the danger for you. And you can, I can hold them down while you give them the the killing blow. Well, you better be careful, because we are going to hold you to that. Uh, I promise you, you will not regret having me as a part of your party. 
Well, then, good sir, we will take you along. All right. <laughs> All right. I breeze Gloria, I am accepted, and I promise to show you guys that we will prevail. No need to get emotional here. Before you to the east, just outside the goblin camp, the path widens drastically from a five foot pass trying to keep them hidden to 10, 20, 25 feet. About 10, 15 feet in front of you lies a rust pond. To the south of you lies a crane. At the back of the pond, you guys see a giant structure, but quite like a metal box or crate. It seems to be damming up the flow of the pond, possibly the reason why it's there. Scrap, dangerously sharp, piled high on each side. It seems you're facing a bit of a conundrum already. What do you do? Well, I say we drink that rust pond. They make drinks out of it, right? Char, I'd love to see you do it. it. He did mention that. Yeah, that's good memory, Drew. <laughs> Forgot about that. I don't think me drinking much is going to help. I'll probably just come right back up my butt and right back where it was. Hmm. If the goddess came down herself and told me that was holy water, I would still not believe her. The goddess would be very upset with you. Well, the goddess of invention does like guys that think for themselves, hence, you know, brilliant inventing minds. I have no idea what the goddesses want. Picture, picture Tuck prostrate, face down, mumbling into the dirt, you know, because his goddess literally appeared in person. No goddess, I don't want to drink the stinky water. <laughs> don't make me. <laughs> I mean, that's where he'd be, but, you know, he would stand firm, I'm sure. Anyway. Uh, can we see the bottom of this uh, rust? Yeah, make a perception check into the liquid. Okay. So you guys approach the uh, the pool of muck and have a good look. That's what we're doing. There's a line up on... in the tower. Yes, please. Line up with the muck guys and have a look. Gauze isn't shy. He just rolls freely. <laughs> it's fine. A reddish-brown circular pool of water stands in the center of a large open area with stacks of metal and wood to the north and south. To the east, a large steel box already pitted with rust blocks the way past the pool. At the bottom of the pond, you do see a large pile of cloth sits mostly motionless. Some unseen current causing bits of fabric to dance in the water. Goss Charwin whether it's perception or logic, there may be a drain at the bottom of that because there should not, there's no wind to cause a current. So there's something must be moving either creature or drain or something otherwise to cause the fabric to move around. What do you boys want to do? This looks like water to me. I don't really know where the bottom is. Um, uh, well, I really hope across it. I, I was going to say, I really hope the, the knolls aren't down there. Hilo, can I have a perception from you as well? I, I did roll one in the tower, didn't I? I, I didn't see it. It didn't look like it came up. Perception. I just drop it in the tower, right? Or what? Actually, use the one on the top of your page. Hmm? Which one, sorry? Not on your skills, but actually yeah. hit the button on the top of your page. There's a perception I, button there. It's very handy. On, 
I'm missing it, so I don't see where that is. The initiative on the, one? On the main. No, no. what? Who said initiative? No, no, I just want perception roll on the top page. No reason. On the main, <laughs> on the main tab. Yeah. Try. Main tab on the main tab. Yeah. Sorry. Main tab, right beside your oh, A to there, the there, left there. of your AC. There, there we go. go. I got it now. I got oh, it. it was almost a nineteen. Oh, I didn't put it in my chart. Okay. I like it because it holds it in my um, in my tracker here when you do that. But anyway, that's fine. So. Um, you guys see the swaying fabric. You see the rust pond. The pond itself is as wide. So we're, we're talking, what are we looking at here? 10, 20, 35 feet wide. Uh, it does bow out to you in a circular shape where, you know, there's 15 foot at the tip in front of you and it circulates around, but then it hits all that debris and it funnels at the back tapers. I should say at the back to like a 10, 15 foot area where that box is. And the depth of it, as in like front to back, is 30 feet as well. Now, as far as how deep it is, which I believe was our question, it's barely a foot deep, really. And you can see that fabric moving in the sunlight. Hello. Yeah, what's going on? You're dead already. Why don't you take away the cross? Um, I guess I can try. If it's acidic, it's not going to melt my skin. And I'll, uh, I'll dip a little finger in, a little, a little skeleton finger in, in the water. See what okay. Happens. Now, Just correct me if I'm wrong, Pilo. Would you like a sort of a goofy trial and error, like you're unaware of your undead state? Or would you like me to remind you and the audience what you are and are not immune to? I like trial and error, personally. I, I, can, I can see Corey talking you into do shit all day long. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trial and error. I've, I've been a skeleton under a pile of stuff for who knows how long. I don't know what I'm immune to. All I just right. know that I'm yeah. dead. All right. so I'm going to take the finger, little skeleton fingers and just swirl them around and see what happens. Okay. You swirl rusty water. Okay. I'll we think alike, Mr. Ball. Sorry? That we think alike. Hmm. Well, uh, looks fine to me. Doesn't hurt the fingers at all, or the flanges, whatever you want to call them. And I'll take a step in, kind of walk towards where that drain is, or that piece of cloth is. Okay, where's Pilot? One, two, there he is. So he steps forward, he pokes in a finger, and he starts wading his way in. Do, 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 do. All right, and you get yourself adjacent to the cloth, or mm-hmm. I guess right beside it, or stand over it. Where do you? Oh, that's the wrong dude. Sorry. There's Pilo. There I am. In front of it, or you want to be right on top of it and start yanking? I don't want to be on top of it, just in case it sucks me in. I'd like to have a little bit of room to... Okay. So he t- he's 10 feet from the edge, and he's up to his ankles. There's no hissing or burning or whatever. But something interesting does happen. Right, right. Pilo. While Pilo is wandering into there, I'm going to draw a javelin. I'm pulling on this thing, guys. It's a little stuck, but I, I think I can get it. Give me a second here. A pseudopod. A brown, oh. viscous, jelloey, golden substance pokes up out of the water and attacks you, slams you, at you. Ouch. And misses. So <laughs> he, he's there, 
and he reaches over and now he's like all fours with his chin just above the water, right? And you guys see the pseudopod raising up like a snake and he turns so his head meets his ass going, I don't see anything, guys! And it's when it strikes and it just misses him cleanly as he turned around. Something is in the water and has attacked our friend. Charwin leaps into action in or into confusion, your choice. What do you want to do? Charwin is up. Gauze, get ready, you're on deck. Yeah. <clears throat> um why don't I cast a spell? Alright. Um I'm thinking I want to cast Tanglefoot. because uh, it's probably what, five, ten, fifteen, maybe twenty feet from me. Okay. So let's hear the description, because I'm wondering if you have something you can cast it on. Do you need any kind of plant life? Uh, let's see. A vine covered in sticky sap appears from thin air, flickering okay. oh. from your hand. Uh, there you go. Okay. Sweet. Uh, let's see. I attempt a spell attack as well. Am I targeted? Oh, sorry. You are now. And is this a verbal spell? It is somatic and verbal, yes. Okay, so let's hear the verbal. What primal forces are you calling out to? What chant? Or uh, are you some kind of savant that just says something silly like, this is my tangle move? You know, what do you get? Great way of filling the dead air while you're clicking buttons, too. Oh, sticky gooeyness. Get him. That works for me. (laughs) Set it cast. (laughs) Oh, I'm doing the wrong spell. Hold on. That would explain a lot. There we go. With the 16 total. That hits. Should be some uh, kind of damage or some kind of... Let's see. So if it's just a success, the target takes a 10-foot circumstance penalty to its speed for one round. It can attempt uh, to escape my spell uh, with it, with my spell DC to remove the penalty. Okay, so escaping would be athletics? Probably. I think so. Okay. Uh, so you limit my movement. It goes down by 10 feet. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, and then my, as my last action, maybe I'll do a knowledge recall check. Yes. Let's see. Uh, uh, this has got to be, this is probably occult. Sure. Why not? this thing is not natural oh, I'll tell you that that was probably supposed to be in the tower but four, four. <laughs> untrained Corey can I get you to meet up I'm getting something off your background there uh, nothing comes to mind which brings us to Corey now you can unmute Corey haha Gus <laughs> while I, he uh, was investigating shrewd for you to say you draw a weapon in weight and guarding you are weapon in hand and have three actions what do you want to do I am going to target, and I'm going to toss a javelin at this gentleman. Okay. Um, you have somebody in Zave. So what did you get? 20? Let me just check. So. He only gives a plus one to my AC, so yeah, I'm easy to hit. No problem. That is a hit. Your javelin gems in the... And plus you seem eight. to wound it. It seems to it seems to writhe in anger silently and wriggles like mad like a fish that's been speared. 
So we know pointy things work. Great. Two actions left, Gauze. What do you want to do? I will toss another javelin. Okay. Draw and throw. And that one's a miss. Which brings us to Pilo. Get ready to tuck your on deck. Pilo. Combat erupts around you. Jesus, what's going on here? Holy crap, that thing tried to get me. Thanks, guys, for helping out. Um, not sure what I can do here. Maybe I will... I know what I'll do. I'm going to cast uh, Chill Touch at it. And I actually, actually, first off, I'm going to... Yeah, I'll, I'll cast Chill Touch at it. And that'll... Uh, oops, wrong button. And uh, where is this here? Is, is it targeted? Uh, from you, sir. I will fix that. Go ahead. And I should have oh, touch on. the creature. I can touch it. Right? I'm right in front of him there. Uh, it should be a, a touch attack, so... And it deals, uh, so what is it here? Your touch weakens a living and distorts undead, possibly causing blah, 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 blah. The spell deals negative damage equal to 1d4 plus my spellcasting modifier. The target attempts a basic fortitude save. Cool. Okay. So cast away or strike, because it still sounds like you need to hit me. Yeah, or is the roll my fort save? I, well, I don't know. Okay, it no, it, it looked after it. See, look, so it cast it. It says it's a cantrip. It rolled no. for me. It said, ooh, save 16, which is a failure. Uh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So if I do the attack with the game, it'll automatically roll the save for your... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. No, I've All disabled right. it so it doesn't do the character save, so we have the suspense of you guys rolling your own, but... Uh... So, uh, okay, well, hit the damage button. There should be well, a damage blood do? drop or something. Some kind of... Um, I don't know if I do any damage. Uh, hit the actual magnifying glass next to the spell. Yeah. should expand the spell, and you might see some kind of damage. 1d4 plus 4 negative. It doesn't say anything for if they saved. Okay. Um, well, I failed okay. my save. Because it oh, rolled failure, for me. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. mistake. My mistake. Sorry. Yeah. 1d4 so even if you double-click the window... There we go. We did. Voila. Boom. So I, I read it as failure. For, yeah. I failed. I was yeah, so you reach, reach out and do a little ET finger glowing poke boop, on a pseudopod, and it shrivels. This thing is alive. Living does not like negative energy. And as you exude your negative energy towards it, it actually reacts very badly to it. Um, See, I can handle myself sometimes here. Is that one or two? How many actions is that? Two actions, and on my third action, I'm going to turn... Um, okay. To who hasn't gone yet? Our new our new friend. Tuck hasn't gone yet. Okay, I'm gonna turn to Tuck and say, Tuck, I'm not really sure who you are, but I think you can do anything you try to do, and I'm going to inspire courage on Tuck. Oh, so is, that a, Tuck, is that a single action? It is a focused single action verbal within uh, 60 foot. So you get a plus one stat bonus to attack rolls, damage rolls, or saves against fear for one round. Everyone starts pummeling it, but he turns to you and says, I believe in you. All of my allies cannot, but for one round. All of my allies. I'm looking at Tuck and telling him specifically. Okay, so watch this. If I actually target Tuck, try hitting that spell. Um, This one here? Yeah. How do I, does it just drop it on the... um, It should be able to activate the spell by clicking on it or something. There it goes. Inspire status. Right, damage one. Okay, so the next attack he makes, it should actually hold that spell. Like, the Fantasy Ground should hold it for him, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, which brings us to Tuck. I'm on the way. 
All right. I got the courage now. I can just I don't care about the water anymore. Okay. Well, you hydrophobic? That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I didn't go in there. No, at first I was just disgusted by it, but Okay. So you slog on in there? Five, yeah, uh, 10, 15 in attack? I was going to say, I was. Can I go right behind it so I can flank it? You want to take the long way? What is your movement? Only 20. So 10, 15, 20. Not quite flanked, but you're on your way. No, oh, okay. Um, hey, you don't know how tough this thing is. This could be a 10 round battle, you know? Yeah, and I, uh, I attack with my longsword. Go, go. Ooh, Ooh gets a crit. crit. 23. As soon as you hit me. And I thrust it instead of... I used it for... Piercing instead of slashing. Yeah, as soon as you hit me. Let's have the damage. 17 damage. Okay. It only does 11 points. It's partially seems resistant to just bladed edge. That's the good news. The bad news is, as a reaction... Trigger must be hit with a metal weapon. You hit me with a sword. This creature, as you dig into it, not only does it sort of take all the damage, but it itself elongates and oozes all over your weapon and seems to start melting your weapon with acid, completely ignoring its hardness. And your sword takes... 2d6 acid damage. Your sword takes 9 points of damage. Let's look up the hardest of a sword, shall we? Yeah, they don't have that in here. No, it's okay. Um, actually, it might actually be, if you just pull up the sword, it might be there. Um, Tuck moves. Tuck uh, draws sword. Tuck slices. I believe Tuck's done. I, you have I to draw. Stabbed. Yeah. You drew, yeah, but you had to draw your weapon, so that would have been your second action. Stabbing would have been no, your first. No, I'm just saying, though, that it's ver- swords are versatile for piercing, so I did it. I stabbed for piercing damage instead of slashing. Does it list it as both P and S or just S? Versatile P. Okay. Uh, let's have a look here. It's not the type of damage I'm resisting, it's not what you think. Oh, okay. Whether you stab or you slice, I'd still resist because of something else. Another. But that's quality. the thing I was confused about because I saw when I saw Goss throw the javelin and it didn't resist the damage from the javelin, which is piercing. Yeah, it's so. What's the, yeah? So there's other differences in the weapons. You'll see. Let you guys sort this out. That's the fun thing about new players that, that haven't played for thirty years or whatever. I can't just tell you. It's fun to suss it out and shit your pants while you're doing so. Anyway. Um, da, 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 da. you know what? I have like wood and iron and this and that and yada yeah, but I don't have steel and I don't have swords. So, what we'll do is we'll get back to you, sir, bringing us to the top. I really don't like you, Mr. Swordsman, and I do like the fact that you're wielding something that I find delicious. Oh, look, he's covered in it. He wears it on his body. Num, 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 num. It turns its focus to tuck immediately. Why go for skin and bones when we have the smorgasbord standing right there in front of us? And it launches a pseudopod at you, striking you with a hit. And you take 
1d6 plus 5 bludgeoning damage from the smack. Plus other interesting little things. Should we look these up now? I think we should <laughs> because, you know, you are taking it. Ah, when I critically... No, okay, gotta be critical. No problem. And if you... Nope, that's later. Okay. We'll come back to you. But I want you to remember something very important, sir. Get my little posty notes out. See this posty note? Because we have multiple campaigns. Sorry for the delay and and chat and everything. I'm going to write Tuck 10 days. 10 days, Tuck. Come back to me in 10 days. We'll chat. We'll get back to you. Anyway, moving on. You took your damage. You don't feel good about yourself or the situation. This thing is nasty. It smacks you around. That thing hits you like someone hits you with a kyber toss log. Like, bam! Hard, so hardened, uh, or... Hardness of a steel sword is nine. Okay, but it, it ignores the hardness. Oh, okay, so it, the, the it HP melts it is like 30. acid. And, sorry, its HP is how many? Thirty-six. And how much damage did I do to the sword? My two D six. Nine. nine. Okay. So Tuck's sword had how much? Actually, twenty. Twenty hit points. That's for th th for a sword steel. It's twenty. For a armor steel, it's thirty-six hit points. You have twenty hit points. Okay. Oh, okay. So twenty sword. Thank you for looking that up. And now has 11. Do you know what happens when it gets down to below half? It becomes broken. It's okay. Swords are cheap. <laughs> not mid-battle, they're not. So, um, wheeling on you, smacking you, not once, but since I haven't moved and I have multiple actions, I'll take that negative five and try my luck on your new character again. So sorry, man. You happen to be doing something that I really, really, really find delicious. Takes a second swing at you, but you're ready for it. Staggering back, leaning back like Neo, and the second pseudopod does a big sweep over you. He does some wire foo. Charwin, you're up. Get ready, Goss. You're on deck. Charwin, what do you do? Uh, well, maybe I should have told him to run. Oh, and I'll take a step towards him and away from... Now, my, my movement is reduced, but... Oh, you know what? If I'm suffering reduced movements, I don't know if I can take steps. I can stride, but I don't know if I'm allowed the step action. What makes me think about this is um, in difficult terrain, you're not allowed to take that sort of free step. You know what I mean? So, no, maybe I won't get a step. So, Charwin, what do you want to do? Um, I would like to cast a different cantrip called Spout. Uh, somatic Verbal, 30 feet. Uh, water blasts upward coming out of the ground, rising from a pool, or even manifesting from thin air. Any creature in the area takes bludgeoning damage equal to 1d4 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. What is the spread? With a basic... Uh, What's the area? Uh, it's just the, the five foot square. Does it say five foot uh, radius or a single five foot square? Because it says creatures plural. It says a five foot cube. And then it says you can change the spell's area to a five-foot burst, provided you center the burst in a body of water. Okay. So do you want a burst? No. I okay. just want the five-foot key bottom. Okay. You got it. Uh, let's see. So if you target me, expand, and hit me with the spell, it should go magically well. Critical okay. failure. Ooh. Double damage Double. on the... <laughs> 
So I got a five reflex against your spell, and that's crit failure. So whatever happens, you want to do the damage. Have a drink of rust. So your five points of damage, it just says it doubles, and it's ten. So a scout of rusty water purges this thing. It lifts it high into the air, and you guys can see a glob of rust and scale and shale and the whole thing looks like can you see the mini? It kind of looks like um like boar hide you know like thick but fuzzy and yet the whole thing is actually made of sort of an inconsistent you know more than goo but less far far less than water or sorry yeah, more than goo, but less than, you know, something completely solid. Anyway, with tendrils sticking out of it that seem to elongate as it wills. Flips it up in the air and seems to almost rend it violently. Big piece splits open and then it slams back down in the ground in between the two of you, dousing you guys and drenching you both with rusty, putrid water. Yuck. Anything else, Charwin? <laughs> Anything else, Jarwin? Um, maybe I'll try one more knowledge recall check. Yeah, keep them coming to like the, you know to fruition. Put it in the tower. Natural twenty. Oh, now you get a good look at this thing. It's it must be some kind of ooze. I mean, not any kind of classic ooze that you've ever seen. You've never seen an ooze that's like covered or possibly made of rust. This might be a very unique creature, indigenous to the area. The, druid, the druids at the circle would be so pleased to learn about a creature like this. Its habits, its lifestyle, its mating, how, you know. It's a, if you could only capture it or at least, you know, take samples back to... Oh, yeah. Sweet. You've made a discovery. Druids would be so proud. Take a Polaroid. He's like he's like taking selfies with it. Well, you guys are in the back fighting it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Problem is, this thing... Uh, oozes tend to be like third level creatures, so this thing has like triple your hit points. Like this thing is not gonna go down easy. Okay, we're doing yeah. well, like we're we're chopping away, but I'm just saying, like we've inflicted okay. 35 points on it. You know, we're well on our way to to beating this thing, but it's tough, and we got a little ways to go. If we don't keep the pressure on, this thing could turn the tide on us, and one of us could die. Hey, uh, Char. Do you think Do you think we should be close to this thing, or should I Should I back up a little bit? Because I'm I'm right in close combat right now, and I see my buddy's sword is kind of turned into a bunch of crumbly rust over there. And will that happen to me too? Uh, like, I don't think know? you've got any skin. You might want to back up. So you're saying I'm okay? I can stay right here. I'm saying you might want to take a step back. Because I don't got no skin. He made physical contact with bone and nothing. Um, <laughs> Tuck stuck it with a metal sword and it immediately reacted and started melting the sword and yet Gauze stuck it with a wooden javelin I'm assuming it's not metal because it didn't yeah I'm trying not to meta so. yeah <laughs> that's fine and I'm trying to give you a little bit of information that was a juicy 20 but I can't just keep telling you about me all day long anyway uh, Charwin is up and I'm assuming Charwin in your own words you tell him a couple little things Gauze. Uh, yep. Gauze, Gauze. Well, actually, it was kind of related by Troy asking you questions, which is kind of a neat way to, instead of you telling us, Troy just asks, does this work? Does this work? This kind of a, I like that. It's a new way of recall knowledge. 
Because think about it, usually the DM goes, blah, 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 and the player goes, right, I know this is what he said, right? Or they're like, in my own words, right? Having the rest of the group imagine that those words came out of Charwin and having them react with questions is actually pretty cool. I like that. I'll have to pass it on to the Friday crew. Anyway, Gods, what do you want to do, buddy? Oh, well, let's see, gentlemen. We are going to draw another javelin okay. and toss it at this gob. Of keep on those javelins. That's a lot of javelins. Would you like to take a step to the north and get a clean shot? Oh, that's a lovely idea right about there. Yep. Maybe maybe over here instead. Okay. Alright. Big money. Whoo, twenty-four. Critical, sir. We like that number. This thing seems to float on the water, and it looks like it could paddle, but between the restraining tendrils of Charwin and its own sort of pseudopod mobility. It's kind of a sitting duck. You know what I mean? Like, you've you've targeted tin cans that had more life in it as far as dodging than this thing. We scored a 12 for damage there, sir. Yep. Oh, it, you sink your javelin right into it, and again, it reacts madly, nastily. Now, there is something else. If the javelins themselves are metal, it's happily melting them. It doesn't affect gauze. Gauze doesn't care. You know, maybe the javelins are... <laughs> it's not to say the javelins are wood, but I'm also saying, like, unless you're at the other end of said weapon, probably wouldn't have noticed this thing is, like, eating what went in it. You know? Um, did you want a second shot, guys? Uh, yes. With negatives yes, move down the chart, yada yada. Why do we not want to roll? There we go. Ooh. 17. That's still a hit. Ooh, not very much, but I'll take a four. Okay. Getting the dress back on? Not yet. <laughs> Just saying. The accent suddenly changed. Are you... Oh, I see. I, I understand now. All up in your head, you're still her. I get it. No problem. Nothing's anything wrong with that. And a miss. Pilo. Maybe bring Gauze back. Maybe he's a better shot. Pilo. You're up. Tuck, get ready. You're on deck. Well, Friday there said I should probably should probably take a step back, so I'm going to take one little step back here. And then after that, I'm going to use a couple of my actions here, and I'm going to cast a Haunting Hymn. I'm just going to open my skeleton mouth and let out a... And uh, I'm going to get a 15-foot attack. And it does, um, you echo a jarring hymn that only creatures in your area can hear. The hymn deals sonic damage to my spellcasting modifier with a basic fortitude save. So he's targeted. Uh, he is now. Sorry, I had Tuck because of the happy spell. And he is now. Will... Troy, you should, have, you should get some sort of, like, uh, ribbed prop that you can, like, rub, like, a drumstick against. Be like, you're haunting him. is like you, like, rattling your bones. Well, I've got to... When I've got my full bard on going, I got my, uh... Yeah, your wraps. We're good to go, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. It only does does half damage, it looks like it was a success, so it deals two sonic damage. Okay. Almost four, but it's half. Okay. Nice. There we go. 
Dude. I got one more action. So again, I'm going to turn to my... Can I do Inspire Courage again? Uh, how many times a day? You tell me. It's a uh, focus cantrip, so it doesn't use a focus okay. point. I was going to say, well, if it's focused, then if it is a focus cantrip, oh. that means you're burning focus points. Yeah, but it's a cantrip, so cantrips don't use focus points. Yeah, but focus if it's a focus cantrip, it will. <laughs> Probably. Focus cantrips don't use focus. Yeah, I checked into it. Like, I know that. Then why put the word focus in front of it? It doesn't make any sense to me. Because uh, it's part of the bard stuff. You know what I'll do? I will, instead oh, of that. it's part of your, there's the three things, and it's your muse, yeah. right? Yeah, so I can inspire courage to my friends again. Okay. And I, I will do that. I'll turn to everyone and say, listen, guys, I think we got this, but we just got to fight hard. And don't use metal. Tuck, I'm looking at you. And I will inspire courage to my friends again. So we all get a plus one on our... We get a... Yeah, hit the button. I got them all targeted. Boom. Oh, no, not that one. This one. There we go. There we go. That's something we need to check in the chat. Spiegler's damage was modified. Because it was... What were the pluses you are about to tell us? It's plus one. It's only plus one to rolls. It's not plus one to damages. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a plus one to, um, where is it here? I'll tell you here in a second. Uh, plus one to status bonuses to attack rolls. Oh, damage rolls. So it is plus one to any damage rolls as so well we've had in the last round. what is your plus hit and damage normally, the first column there, Tuck, on your sword? It's all, uh, I checked it and it did add them. Okay, cool. But anybody else who did damage in the last round should add one more damage as well. Oh, I thought you could only inspire one person. You specifically yeah, I said I inspire him. I did, but I didn't notice the spell said it's you and your allies. So ah. I didn't realize it's everybody. Ah. You inspire oh. your allies with words well, or tunes sorry. of encouragement. I'm only you. willing to retcon inside a single round. Otherwise, because okay. this is something we had been playing on, and we go back 3-0 and then change the battle. So I was like, if you can find, figure out something inside of a round, I'll just play for it. But the good news is, I screw up my monsters all the time. And there's a lot of deaths that should have happened in the past. If I just gone back two rounds, going, "Oh, if I totally done this, you would have been." Players don't want to hear that, right? So, anyway, Pilo, good to go. Good job. And my turn is done. All right, friends, let's get this guy. Okay, stay in the mic though, Troy. You're turning way away. I'm getting lots of bounce from you, please. Talk. Sorry, but it's all right. Talk. I hear you. Your flanking buddy you. ran away. <laughs> You've got no one to flank. <laughs> I hear with. you, Pilo. But Bree, I donate the medal upon my sword to you, and I strike again. And that is a hit. Nice. <laughs> Six damage. All right. Well, you know what happens and next. Two <laughs> d six to my sword, and then uh, I'm afraid uh, so. I'm just going to raise my shield. Okay. Four points. Now your sword drops to seven it is dropped below um half so i'll get troy or whomever's free to look up the broken dish condition and what it does to weapons might inflict penalties you might risk it you know falling apart but i do know that once it's considered broken it's a pain in the ass to use and any actions left from you tuck um i attacked i raised my shield recall knowledge do, do, you have a cult? do you have a cult? Uh, you need, you I, need knowledge to roll knowledge. So if you do not have a cult, you could try another angle. Religion. Sure. Maybe. As Maybe far as you can tell, with a very decent 21, a creature like this does not 
doesn't like oh it's the harbinger of Galmarond or it felt you know what I mean like nothing comes to mind and that's me but not a bad idea round three if I'm not mistaken and it's time to ooze I am quite happy targeting the guy next to me he's an easy target he looks delicious he's covered in metal and we have this relationship where you know he hits me, I melt his weapon, I try to hit him back, but unfortunately, it's getting slower. It's, I wouldn't say it's staggering, but it seems to be losing its form, and as the pseudopods come out of it, more and more of its form rips apart. It seems to be wounded and acting sluggish. Yes, that's my excuse for my crappy rolls. It's sluggish. <laughs> sure. Why? <laughs> I hate you all so much. Get him. My goal. Talk to you. Okay, so... Fume's got this this dance going with it now, and even though he's like, and he calls to his god, stabs it, and melts, or whatever, this thing just seems to be lumbering at him. Lazily and I look at my sword. Yeah. I look at my sword as like my turn is ending, and I see that it's like just disintegrated pretty much, and I just drop it. Okay. So the broken is a condition that affects objects. An object is broken when damage reduces hit points equal to less than its broken threshold. What's the threshold on a sword? You had the stats there. I thought it was half, but maybe it just has a threshold. Can't be used for its normal function, nor does it grant bonuses, with the exception of armor. So yeah, your sword is still a sword, but it becomes useless Swiss cheese, and you drop it. It's ten for the sword. Okay, so we were luckily, luckily we were right. It was like half, usually half. However, armor still has some 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 sort of function when it's broken. I mean, in Age of Ashes, we had a dwarf find broken Hell Knight armor. And he put it on because it was still way better than what he had. He's like, oh, I'll fix this later. Shambled around in broken Hell Knight armor for a while. Charwin. I'd do it. Yeah, yeah, why not, eh? Charwin. You're up, my man. Oh. Well, that water thing worked so well, I think I might do it again. Yeah, one, two, three, go. Uh, looks like he failed. Or, yeah, he failed, right? Yep. Because it basically says, ooze saves 10 versus Charwin failure. Takes uh, seven damage. It seems intent, and you have trouble targeting and isolating its target from your companion Tuck. And you can't quite center the target. You do flip him over, and there's another big geyser of water, but unfortunately not as effective as the first time. But still, chip, chip, chipping away at this creature, it seems to get more and more dilapidated as we proceed. Anything else, Charwin? Um, I think I'm just going to take uh, a movement down to the southeast. Okay. And that'll end my turn. Right out. Which brings us to Gauze of the Endless Javelins. How many javelins has he got, I wonder? I know he's down three. No more javelins. No more javelins. Uh-oh. What now? We are going to rage. Uh-oh. Step in right here. Okay. Step one step to the southeast towards it. That is correct. My friend is looking awfully angry over there. And we are going to draw back a fist and see if we can't pop this sucker. Okay. The direct approach. Absolutely. He smacks it with his hand. Whoop! <laughs> and hits it. <laughs> now, I get a plus two for additional damage. But because my fists are agile, I only get a plus one. Where'd you get a D6 fist from? You're not a monk. Oh, sorry. Grabbed the wrong one. My bad. There we go. 
I have a D4 plus three. And it looks like no, you four. Actually, you did better. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, still, it's only a seven because I got the D4. It's a D4 plus three. Oh, no, it did it right. Yeah. D4 plus three. Yeah. Should be five. Yeah. And then I plus get... Troy's bonus. Oh, Troy's. Would be six, right? Okay. There you go. And then I should only have a plus one because my fists are agile. Okay. Because your, your agile fists take away from the penalties that come next if you hit them multiple like multiple times. Okay. So, did you want to hit him again? Absolutely. Okay. That is a hit. Now with your fifteen. Yeah, never mind. I can see it. And you do in the second time? Uh, seven. Okay. So he's literally, he steps in here and he just starts pummeling. Let's do That's funny because I was watching this anime called Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? And then there's a spin-off seed. So, yeah, no, it's just, it's actually a very good, it's a, it's a joke, but the actual um, parody of the anime series is the gods like Zeus and everything are bored. They come down, take mortal form, and open like adventuring guilds. And you're part of their family or familia, and you run into the local dungeon. It's a great series. Anyway, they have a spin-off series called Sword Auraria, and in it, they ran up against an acid monster, it melted her sword, and she just started pulling a gauze. She just starts beating this thing with her fists. And is doing as well did as well as Gauze is. So I just think that's hilarious that I literally watched that episode like an hour ago. And now Gauze is bringing it to life for me once again. 14 points of damage. Well done, Gauze. Which brings us to Pilo. Oh boy, my friends. I think we got this guy on the ropes. So for one last time, I'm going to turn to him. I'm going to look at him. I'm going to let out that long, mournful Belch. wail again. <laughs> mournful belt. How does that inspire us without creeping us He was actually targeting the wrong people. Oh, dear. I thought the mournful, the mournful wail was for us. Oh, you're... I'm targeting the, the creature. The creature first. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, you start with a speech, so I thought we were going for the... Inspiration. That'll happen after. Don't worry. Okay. Ignore all that. Just hit the spell again. Don't do damage. Just hit the spell again. I succeeded. Half damage to me. Two damage again. Yeah. Well, at least it didn't damage again, my friends. This guy's on the ropes. We're going to take him and we're going to knock him down that drain where he came from. You guys are with me? Let's go, guys. And again, I'm going to inspire okay. everybody. All right. Well done. Hit the party with the buffs. Snipe at the monster. This group's coming together rather quickly, guys. This is not. This is a party killer. So, good on you, Tuck. With shield in hand, and no sword, I believe he starts to play bait, and he takes a step back and over, and tries to draw it um, out get into a flanking position with this thing oh <laughs> there you are no, I, I was here sorry i uh, forgot i killed my video I was, what do you do had you try to move into flanking position playing bait with your shield you've got no weapon yeah moving in a flanking position and um 
use my fist to punch it. Okay. This is a flanking position currently here. And punch away. And I hit. Come down with like a hammer fist. And I'm like, by her glory. I smash down. <laughs> with uh, eight damage. Tuck calls to his glory of the, his goddess and silences the creature for when his fist lands okay let's not kid ourselves you guys did most of the work but when tuck's fist lands the creature stops moving and you believe the battle is over and you're victorious the goddess has spoken he didn't need a sword at all he should have just been using your fist the whole time one punch <laughs> and he killed it you might just be right there pilo he looks a little shaky. You might just be right there, Pilo. The guy's shaking like a leaf. <laughs> Excuse me, I have to. Anybody got another sword? Just to make sure. Yeah. Anybody got another sword? <laughs> just ask him for a friend. I actually might have a rapier if you want to use that, but I have to check and see what I got in my pockets here. It's been a while. I'll Maybe give it back to you once I can uh, either find one or purchase a new one. So you wish for me to pull up your gear and trade gear between the two of you? Rapier going from one to the other? We'll do that in a little bit. We gotta worry about other stuff here, but let's just Okay. Let's okay. just make sure this is all okay. taken care of before we get attacked. You, okay, whoa, 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 okay. So rounds dropped. Oh, rounds are dropped. Okay, so we have a, a quick brief safe moment. When we talk about oh. the rapier, the guy's hands that stretch, you go, no, no, yeah. no. Let's poke around some more and cause some shit. I didn't notice so the we- ra- <laughs> rounds are stopped. I'll, uh, I'll grab it out of I'll be reaching to my thing. And oh, okay. The- <laughs> dusty looking rapier. It looks like it's probably older than anything you've ever used, but. I appreciate that. You almost can. Okay. See, not everyone is a new player. Okay. Troy used to own his own gaming shop. So I took that as, like, are you sure? Are you. <laughs> you being a dick. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give it to you. I just told you I was going to give it to you if you needed it, when you needed it. Burning several actions for you to obtain it, but you know. All right, boys. Uh, do we focus back on trying to clear the pond or poke around or? Uh, I wouldn't mind uh, getting a look at old Took and uh, see if I can heal him a little bit. Sure. Like let's, check. let's target Tuke. Oh, with a spell or with medicine check? Okay, then you guys uh, would probably going to want to be like oh. out of the water, right? Let's get out of the water here. Let's get out of the rust. Chawin, can you have a look at this? Sure. Let's try some rusty water in that. Whoa, whoa. Rusty water? What the? 16, it works. His wounds uh, have been exposed... He's been wounded and exposed to rust, which means he could get tetanus. Uh, looks like four healing. Yep, I'll give him four back. Oh, brings you up to 13, sir. Oops. Brings you there. Oh, <laughs> There we go. Brings you back to 15 hit points out of 20. You have five wounds. He's uh, dead. He's alive. He's, he's okay. But as you're stitching him up and stuff, like... Um, Let's talk about using treat medicine to treat a disease because he may or may not be infected with tetanus. Can I have a uh, another, another medicine check, though? Oh, man, this is mad itchy. Uh, okay. One more I kind of doubled down on your 
uh, treat wounds as said medicine check because you guys are standing in a rust pond and he was wounded in a rust pond and it's kind of like, you know, hmm, that could be a problem. Got an eight. You're not sure how to treat tetanus. Meh. I can always find a healer later, right? It's slow it's onset. Uh, it's like a 10-day onset. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, so to treat disease, treat. I would need at least eight hours. Yeah. Can I do it. that with my own medicine check? Uh, yeah. You can come on over and give him a sniff and uh, all right, see what's that. what. Oh, I think I'm all right. I don't know why. What are you coming over to look at? Get your grubby paws uh, off 11. <laughs> Maybe he's got a thing for battle scars. He comes over, starts oogling your body. Oh, there's a good cut. Oh, mm, that could be serious. <laughs> Get off right, me, man. All right, all right. I think <laughs> I think I'm all right, y'all. Let's uh, let's just move on uh, and find these gnolls. All right. So back to the problem at hand. Giant box, uh, current at the bottom of the pool. I believe Charwin, no, Pilo was on his way to play around with the rags and stuff and see if he can't figure out about the current. That still interests you, Pilo, or did you guys not want to mess with Pilo, this place? Pilo, are you, are you still waiting around in that rusty water? What are you doing over there? What are we doing? I wasn't told anything new. Well, I thought we were going to go find these knolls. I thought I had to drain the water to get over there. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Maybe there's a secret passage or something. Yeah. Okay. So I'll go back over here, and I'm just going to finish pulling that rag off the off the drain. Pull the plug? Yeah. So you start slopping, you know, pull rags and dig out debris, and, and it's pretty gross. <laughs> I'm a skeleton. Everything gross has already gone over me. Um, anyway, 10 minutes of digging and slogging. Yeah, not like you can smell. All right. He comes back with this big wad of materials and rust bits or whatever and dumps it on the shore. And now we just, you know, wait for nature to take its course. And a little while later, you know, this should drain. I, uh, is there anything in that little bit of stuff I pulled out? Is there anything interesting? Can I look and see if there's any kind of cool stuff? or Yeah, stuff got start, di- yeah start digging through it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to roll in here. Uh, did you want to speed the process by casting detect magic or did you want, are you looking for valuables like gems or whatever, or I don't have, you don't have what? I don't have a detect magic, so that's not oh, me. Okay. So you're looking for valuables and shinies. Yeah. Anything in there. Just curious. Does anybody have a tech magic? Nope. Oh boy. Okay. Lots of cloth strips of cloth. Um, you are a bard. Yes. Sorry to reveal you, but he's somebody that has a little bit of knowledge of everything. So give me, roll me a Roddy 20 and tell me your intelligence, like a recall knowledge, but not trained. One. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Uh, All sorts of fun stuff in here. Look at these rags. uh, Yeah. As far as you can tell, it's just rags and cloth. It's just like, meh. This is pretty nice stuff. I might, I might keep this rag here. It might, it might be good for later. But uh, otherwise, nothing for me. Anyone else? All right. I guess if we're going to wait here for this water, you might as well uh, have another crack at this 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 wound here. I think it reopened up a bit. You have to wait for an hour, but yeah. Yeah, we're here for an hour. I can do it again. Yep. I don't think it'll take an hour for it to train, but let's have a look here. Uh, 26. That's a critical yeah, you should pro- you should probably take the uh, statuses off of us from the spell. That might be adding 
extra bonuses? No, it's not. Uh, no, it's not. What? So oh, good point. Health. No more courage for you. No more courage. Twenty for hit you. points. <laughs> Twenty hit points. Holy shit! So you're back at full. <laughs> the excess goes away. It looks really like good. I was never even touched in the first place. Yeah, what any what any you done? any rust that's gotten in your blood is sealed up in there Druid's nicely. There's really not even a scar. It's <laughs> sealed your face. Druids, Druids really know what they're doing. There you go. So, what's next? We just wait. <laughs> Uh, how high up is that um, metal crate off of the, I guess, ground level? Big steel crate. A massive 20-foot square steel-walled cube blocks the way east. Bits of rust have pitted the bottom of the crate, causing it to have crumbled away and form large holes in the bottom. The holes are large enough to see inside that it, is, it itself is empty. A three-foot-wide metal loop on the top of the crate allows for easily, easier handling of the metal cube if there was something strong enough to lift it from the ground. Uh, I'm going to can... look look up to my right at this crane. What do I see? You see a crane that actually is possibly the... could lift said box, yeah. Is there is there a way, like, can I see the, to get up to it? Yeah, you just you approach from the front and climb in, you know. A large winch-driven crane lowers over the piles of discarded machinery. The crane's base is totally entrenched in debris, and rust pits its arm. In the crane's cockpit, the control panel's faceplate looks like it's been removed, exposing exposing gears and mechanisms behind the foot pedals and long rusty levers. A wall of debris looms to the south. But you guys could sort of, you know, just dig your way over and get in and see what you can do with it. Yeah, I'm going to climb up on this side of it where my guy is right now, okay. if I can. Digging your way to the crane here, like just using your your shovel shield, yeah, is much safer than climbing a 20-foot wall of jagged debris, which will actually have dice damage for if you fall on your oh, butt. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <Is that laughs> yeah. I know you don't like manual labor, but <laughs> I'm just saying, unless you, you are a man of risks. I mean, look at your entrance, you know, oh, I'm not going to dig my way through here. Then I'm going to climb up this scoot scoot and I'm away. Sure. Go ahead. Go nuts. And he's giving me athletics checks. Okay. That's no, that's just for clearing away the debris. Oh, <laughs> that's like, yeah, game on. All right. All right. Clear away the debris. Dig off a bunch. And you think you can climb up there? Give me one more. Climb in on the crane. Gets in the crane. Yoink. Get in there. Yeah, we'll let you in. Okay. <laughs> Get in, you start examining the crane. Looking around. Give what are you a, guys what are you guys doing while he's playing with this thing? Give you a crafting check to see if I can't figure out what does what. Yeah, yeah. Um what are you guys doing while he's digging and while he's climbing and while he's playing? Are you guys just watching and waiting? Watching the watching the water go down, watching Tuck go up. <laughs> hey Tuck. Never yeah. mind. Not Tuck, I want Char. Char. You kind of look like you know what things are. Do you know what I am? Do you know why I'm alive? Oh, you? You're you 
you're there because of your willpower. Ooh. You just didn't want to die. But I kind of did. I kind of did. That pile was on me for a long time, and I kind of did. I'm happy you guys found me, but I don't know why I'm still here. Maybe someone else will know. I have to keep asking. How about you, big, strong, javelin guy? You know why I'm here? Oh. All right, then. I appreciate your help, guys. Why are we here? Why are we... Why is any of us here? What is the meaning of... <laughs> what? Hey, right. Tuck, what'd you find up there? So you guys are just killing time? I'll tell you what he finds. You guys hear... He's digging. And then he gets in there. And then he's... Um, sitting there and he starts using his craft check and you've got a 22 crafting you reach down in there right kind of perception from gauze we'll say pilo was happily distracted just chatting away i'll still get you one but i'm gonna have you at negative four because you were distracted 18 sir in the tower sorry i'm gonna do a perception open perceptions go in the tower well i'll keep your 18 because it's awesome open 18s go in the tower Hello. And what did you get for crafting? 21 there. Tuck? 22. Okay. So, 22 for Tuck. Tuck is the first to notice that while he's leaned over the seat and digging in the gears or whatever, the 1, 2, 10, 20, entire swarm of cockroaches that just come up from the actual base. Like the, they lived in the bottom and in the panel and everywhere. And the, just the entire bottom of the base up and in and under tuck and out of the box just explodes with a massive swarm of cockroaches. And we will see you all next time on the All Guns No Glory Possibly no Spiegler again podcast. <laughs> it's always you, man. <laughs> the goddess has spoken. She does not want us in this scrapyard.